Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division One prospects on their roster. To be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. And Correct. they did not show Unconfirmed. up in our bat- database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So it's okay. If that's what you're telling us, fine. That's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight. And, and there's got to be a point now, Lugs, where you do worry about health and safety. I already am worried about it. You are now listening to the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley. Hello and welcome to episode 5959 of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. My name is Deontay Epps, joined by my guy, my ace, my best friend, Dane Beasley. Dane, how are you doing, brother? Back at it again, no pun intended. Uh, What's up, fellas? (laughs) Dane, we are in episode 59, one episode away from 60, man, and... Uh, we, we, we're going to get into what is probably one of the craziest stories that we have heard in, I don't know how long, probably going to be a 30 for 30 at some point, probably going to, you know, be a part of the internet memes and internet jokes for a long, long time. And if you're listening to this podcast, you were probably, uh, have heard about this. If not, you were living under a rock. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this story. We decided, Dan and I decided that we were going to try to <laughs> go well, I got at different you. angles. The, yeah, go ahead, bro. The best place to start is at the end. Is at the end. And by the end, I mean Bishop Moore. <laughs> Bishop Moore. <laughs> I tried to mix them together. Bishop Sycamore's head coach, head football coach, was recently fired over the weekend after a devastating loss to the IMG Academy out of Florida. Back to you, Deontay. Well, start at the end and then work our way back to the Dane. Dane, yeah, Dane started us out at the end. And if you're wondering who is Bishop Sycamore, uh, let's just say it's a BS school, no pun intended, with the initials (laughs) of BS, which I know is part of a lot of jokes, but it's so ironic that this school has those initials because the story we're about to tell you and uh, the different breakdowns and angles that you could come from with this particular story is something that you see in like a movie slash a funny tv show blue mountain state if you watch that show this is this is that on like uh, another level um steroids so on sunday the the game was on sunday you know how at beginning of the season, there are always these high school matchups that are on ESPN featuring the top high schools and the top prospects. And, you know, we're not a stranger to IMG Academy. A lot of the top prospects leave their regular high school to go to this um, top academy school where they play the top teams in the nation to garner mm-hmm. attention from the schools, prospects, all that kind of thing. So IMG Academy, you're, you're looking on the TV. I know I looked on the screen. I was like, okay. IMG Academy's playing another school, you know, nothing unusual here. And um right. And then you kind of look at the score and what's going on, and you're like, 
wow, this team Another is victim. <laughs> this team, yeah, <laughs> this team is really getting stoned by IMG Academy. You're just thinking, man, IMG Academy is you know running through another school, like always, like you said, Dane. And yep. it didn't really catch on until the next day on Monday when questions started coming about about the team that IMG Academy played, which we mentioned was Bishop Sycamore. And, you know, there were reports coming out that, you know, the team was not really a high school and full of former JUCO guys, guys past their prime in high school or past, you know, their high school playing days. And you kind of started wondering, like, is this real? Like, are people making this stuff up because they just got beat so bad? And and that's when it just gets crazier and crazier, Dane. Um, this particular Twitter page that kind of was a huge thread. You know, you had the big uh, outlets like Complex. Mm -hmm. You had The Athletic. And I will say, you know, I'll mention a couple of articles and stuff from them. But what really got me up to speed on everything, Dane, was this particular Twitter account called Urinating Tree, at Urinating Tree, which I I really don't know. Uh, They have 72,000 followers, but I'm guessing it's like a really one of funny sports blog outlets. But they have a huge thread on kind of what, like if you want to find out what is going on in like a short time span, go to this uh, Twitter (laughs) account. (laughs) This is uh, for my, for my literature, um, um, my literature unenthused folks. This is your spark notes for sports media. Um, You, you, Go to that Twitter account and you can get the rundown of the entire uh, shenanigan or yeah. you can get the audio version and listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> right. So, right. Beyonce. Yeah. There was a number of times over the weekend that I was tuned in and tapped into high school football clips. One, uh, shameless plug, uh, my cousin plays for Harker Heights High School. Uh DB got an interception. He got a pick over the and weekend. Yeah, he got, he got a he got a pick. He got a pick. Shout out Diabry. and I got the dub. Shout out to Diabry Hood, my my cousin, and then of course my my wife's little brother. Um, he's over at uh at High Tower down there in Fort Bend, and he got a touchdown. Uh, USC commit. To USC. Yep. Uh, so Caleb Douglas, shout out to you. But I was I was just so excited that high, I mean high school football has been back for some time in terms of scrimmages and two days and all that stuff. But just getting to see some some actual gameplay and some clips was great. And then, of course, uh, got to watch our local uh, team that we support here, Duncanville, uh, play against uh, a team from California, which will go nameless. Um, as you can guess it, we lost. <laughs> Matter uh, day. We, yeah, we lost pretty bad, uh, but that's okay. Um, and then, I, you know, like many other people, we, we're very familiar with the IMG Academy. We, uh, one of the the guys that qualified for or qualified for the Olympic qualifiers or no, no qualified for the U S trials to get to the Olympic qualifiers. Uh, he was in the hundred and 200. He goes to the IMG Academy, 17 years old. So as you can guess it, the IMG Academy is like a, a pipeline for professional athletes essentially. Um, but IMG Academy, there's a name associated with it. There is an, a, a level of excellence that's associated with. It. So anytime you see IMG Academy, you know, you're going to watch a pretty good game, if not a blowout. So I just, I was, you know, a regular matchup. I seen, you know, the score was like 30-something to zero. And I was like, okay, IMG yeah. Academy still, IMG Academy. And then that's when all hell broke loose. As you see <laughs> different players on the sideline coming out of the game, or different players going to the sideline for coming out of the game, handing their helmets to their 
opponent or to their teammate to get into the game. So we're seeing here a sharing of helmets. Now, I'm not going to knock that because I know a lot of programs everywhere might be underfunded or just, you know, not funded at all. So you got to do what you got to do to get by. You know, they got to grind out a grind. You feel me? So I didn't think anything of it when I seen that clip. And then it just started to get even more bizarre. Right. Man, there were so many clips like, you know, <laughs> like watch, <laughs> watching it because I did actually watch the game live for like a few minutes just because it was football. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, we're so yeah. happy to see football back on TV. And, you know, Absolutely. any kind of any kind of football, you know, you sit there and watch for a few minutes or whatever, depending on boy, who it is boy. and stuff. And you don't notice these things until like the clips start popping up online, like one in particular where the quarterback is like fourth and forever. And you know how they do the quarterback pooch punt and yeah, he punts man. it right directly into the guy that's coming through. Uh, then the other clip when Bishop Sycamore is literally coming out of the tunnel and they just look like they just look like like you're a ragtag like team. You're, rag, made, you're made for TV high school where, you know, you know, when they film like football shows, like, for example, we make jokes about the show All American, how <laughs> how, how they throw the funny off. run routes. Yeah. So, like, this looks like a made for TV team, the way they like literally came out of the uh, tunnel. But to go back to the uh, Twitter account to kind of give you guys a quick breakdown of what's going on or what happened with this team and why is it blowing up on the internet uh from the uh, urinating tree twitter account so bishop sycamore high school story is hilarious he says and you know first thing he says they get destroyed by img which we had mentioned and espn and their agencies (laughs) did no research on bs they're calling he calls them bs which is funny uh, the school went 0-6 last year, gave up 227 points, and only scored 42 points in six games. They had played a game two days before Sunday on Friday. Before they play IMG, they played Friday and lost that game as well. They lost. Uh, ESPN couldn't verify any of the players when they were scouting the databases, and it's even funnier, Dane, because the announcers even talked about that. Yeah, they talked about that. Let's take a listen. Bishop Sycamore told us they had a number of Division I prospects on their roster. To be frank, a lot of that we could not verify. And they did not show up in our database. They did not show up in the databases of other recruiting services. So it's okay. If that's what you're telling us, fine. That's how we take it in. From what we've seen so far, this is not a fair fight. And and there's got to be a point now, Lutz, where you do worry about health and safety. I already am worried about it. I, I think it's um... health and safety. They basically going in kind of trying to figure out what's going on. They're as lost as, you know, the people that are probably watching the game. I wasn't watching long enough live to kind of figure it out. Of course, the Twitter detectives are undefeated in this kind of territory. Undefeated. So, yeah, man, that that's just the, the tip of the iceberg, right? So we kind of figure out, okay, they don't have a legit roster. What is going on here? And so to go back to this urinating tree <laughs> Twitter account that's kind of giving the breakdown. Bro, I can make perfect sense of this. They yeah. simply called up their JVA team up at the last second. None of those guys are garnering national attention. That's what happened, bro. Yeah. So you gotta they, use they, y'all's they, head. They, y'all can't they, y'all can't they, just they, accept they, everything the media feeds you. <laughs> use your head, bro. Take yeah. it away, Deontay. So most of the players were JUCO dropouts age 19 and over. So 
You had, I think you had tweeted about the embarrassment of not only getting beat by 50 on national television, but getting beat by 50 to high school kids when you're grown men, right? Yeah. 15 and 16 to 17, 18 year olds. Look, here's the thing. I, the tweet that I put out was like, shame on those guys for losing essentially and shame on ESPN for, you know, falling, falling for that trick, the okie doke. And of course, here comes ESPN up here saying, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not our responsibility now. We didn't vet this process. I was like, no, 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 no. you can't. Uh, don't try to throw them What's underneath the bus. What's that meme where he like? Yeah, hey, but that's just me. It's like, yeah. hey, 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 hey. We ain't. We said we was gonna put it on TV. We ain't said nothing about making sure it was a legitimate campus with a legitimate program with legitimate athletes and legitimate coaches. We ain't said nothing about that. They saw IMG Academy and said yes. Yes. Like as soon as that little <laughs> invite came in the mail and without even reading it, they just see, oh, yes. Mm-mm. Right. It just sometimes you got to look, this is this is this might be funny to poke fun of right now, but there's a life lesson in this. Anytime you come across or anytime you come across some information, always do your Googles. Always yeah. do your Googles. Do you if you hit the that? Google, specifically Google Maps, you would have found that this school was none other than a P.O. box. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right right <laughs> so. into my next part of this, Dane. Their address <laughs> that they use for, first of all, the website for bishopsycamore.org, not .edu, .org, was a blog of some sort, and it had like recruiting one-on-one on it. Uh, the actual address that was listed for Bishop Sycamore was a residential home. Uh, that That's just... The, the tip of the iceberg. Small, the, yeah, we're we're not even into the uh, fraudulent, more fraudulent part where yeah. you know you, we learned that the head coach, well, then head coach, he's been fired, <laughs> as Dave mentioned at the at the top of the podcast. The uh, I think his name is Roy Johnson, Roy Johnson, something like that. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he had an active warrant for his arrest because previously he had you know done some fraud with this particular program where he used another name for the school. Uh, I think they called it COF for Christians of faith or something like that, where they were, uh, a lot of they didn't pay money back for, uh, from a church that had funded, helped from fund hotels the hotels and stuff and all that, bro. Yeah, it, man. It's, it's just bad. Yeah, but you know what, man, aside from all the sketchiness behind this fake fraudulent and not existing school or football team, it sucks because I don't know how you get so many of these young guys to commit to your school unless they didn't know. Well, let me not say unless they didn't know. There's no way they didn't know. But a lot of them fresh off the streets or fresh out of JUCO, you know, not having any other options and you preying on their weakness. Some of those from the details from some of those tweets, some of those guys or even just the, the expose that some of the former players talked about, like some of those guys were sleeping on the floor, bro. Like. I, you know, there's a lot of blame that could go around, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't think we should. I mean, me personally, a lot of this should go back to whoever recruited these guys and the coaching staff and whoever is responsible because somebody could have gotten hurt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> somebody could have gotten hurt. Um, like yeah. you mentioned, sorry, didn't mean, uh, didn't mean to kill the kill the mood in the room with that. No, My bad, fellas. No, because that's that's another part of it. Like you had mentioned, like you know, it's one of those things where, of course. At the end of the day, social media is going to get their jokes off. But one yeah. thing you had mentioned is the former players that I've seen interview, like in Complex, there were a couple of uh, interviews that were done with, I think there was one initial one with one former player. Then the most recent one mm-hmm. I read, like th- this stuff is still coming out. 
every single hour, it feels like more information, but for the most part to kind of give a summary of what the players were saying, like you mentioned, Dane, they <laughs> were sleeping, sleeping on the floors of hotel rooms. They were lied to as far as, you know, they thought they were coming to go to school. They didn't start school until mm-hmm. like three months after the season started at some random public library. Um, it just seemed like a scam. And my, my, my thing out of this was like, what, what does the coach get out of it as far as, I mean, you're, you're getting money from, you know, previously a church, you're getting money, you're writing bounce, uh, bouncing checks off to these hotels or whatever. What is the goal, Dane? What do you think his goal was for, for this program? I don't know what the end game was here. I'm sure we'll find out um, in some sort of Netflix uh, centric uh, documentary. Um, more than likely, but somebody's got to somebody's got to answer for all the chaos, if you will, that's been caused by it. And I mean, it starts at the top with the head or former head coach. But I think the end all maybe was just exposure for I don't know the coaching staff because they certainly this would have caught up if if the idea was to get exposure for some of these you know JUCO kids or whatever they are that wouldn't have that wouldn't have gotten too far because once your universities that you know would have uh, had some sort of, you know, oh, I kind of like this running back. This this guy's kind of quick. Let me uh, let's send somebody over to his parents' house. Let's, you know, let's let's go to the coach to talk to him. Let's see if we can get him out on a visit. Somebody would have got caught up. Some of these university officials, they, they they're sharp. These are the the some of these same guys are solely responsible for going into some of these small known towns and finding the, the best of talent. So they can turn over, you know, a few stones, if you will. But I don't think they would have. I don't think it would have the idea, at least for me, my perspective, I don't think this was for exposure of the kids. So I think if any of these coaches come out and interviews and say that, that's a damn lie. In my in my opinion. But you know, yeah. that's just me. Hey. That's just I think me. I when I think about that, I'm like, bro, what possibly could he the coach want? Like does he want to be IMG, like an IMG uh, Academy, but you don't have the caliber players, one, but you're not even doing it right. You're you, nah. you're stealing money, stealing these people's or these kids. I mean, I know they're, they're still young, so I'm calling them kids, but yeah. like stealing their um, time, one, and what they feel like is something that could be a part of their future when the foundation of this particular program is like, basically how you built it is wrong from the start. Like you won't get any progress working or trying to advance that way. And I think from what I've seen, you know, reading tweets and articles Mm -hmm. and stuff, it seems like this Roy Johnson guy kind of wanted to make it big in the fact that, Hey, maybe we could win a game here and I could get noticed as a coach and get up to D one program. I don't know, but I'm like, no, what other goal could you have? to scam and scam and scam besides getting notoriety nor ah, notoriety and trying to make it big man i don't i don't know i don't think i don't i think of a, a guy that preyed on some very 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 um unfortunate circumstances of some kids that were looking for not only a way out but just a, a looking to open another chapter in their book you know because at the end of the day, these these guys, regardless of what age they are, they're still athletes. And there's no one way. Obviously, the goal is if you're playing on that stage, there's no one way to get to the NFL. 
We've seen guys go from high school to college to the Canadian Football League. We've seen guys go from high school to college to potentially playing college basketball, then on a reality TV show, and then to a roster. We've seen guys post up outside of entire football stadiums with a sign saying, just give me a shot. We There's there's more than one way to the NFL. And who's to say that these guys probably thought, you know what, this probably was the way for me to go as a player. Not saying the coaches, as a player, this is what these guys could have thought. But it's a shame. I hope I hope this doesn't provide anybody with any additional bright ideas to try to do this because if so, they're going to not only waste their time, but they're going to waste times of at least – 22 other individuals but yeah it's um the crazy thing the most intriguing thing about this to me was they played img academy last year like in like i don't know if the game was uh did you see marcus spears had tweeted a a, a quote tweeted the quarterback from last year who was like a d lineman and oh uh, the big dude big dude was knocking dudes out bro yeah he could have killed somebody man man let me find marcus spears tweet but he could have that dude could have killed Spears somebody has that uh that thing he says bnb big man something so he, he didn't know he didn't know about the uh bishop sycamore <laughs> thing yet and he was he would he quote tweeted basically saying you know hey he's on team bnb this dude's a stud he'd be lineman playing quarterback then he went back and recanted it and basically said <laughs> he said oh i just found <laughs> out like uh, that he was, you know, part of this Bishop Sycamore and how they were old. Now and he was like, "Man, you look, you look 30. <laughs> I thought that oh, was you, sixteen, thing, sir. Man. You look thirty. Yeah, you, you at least thirty. You at least thirty. Oh, you at least thirty. Shout out, shout out to Marcus Spears, former guest of the uh, Dual Sports and Stuff podcast. Uh, big Swagoo, <laughs> big Swagoo. Check out the episode if you Thanks haven't swag-oo. already. Uh, but yeah, man, dang back to, to this one, bro. It's it's a crazy story. It has blown up tremendously. And to go back to um Aaron Boy was one of the players that Complex had got a hold of. So I kind of read right. a couple of uh quotes from him to kind of talk about what it was like at the program. And one of the things that was quoted was him saying they didn't have housing. All the players found out that they never paid for the hotel, like the coaches never played for the hotel. We were writing them bounce checks. The head coach of Bishop Sycamore wasn't the head coach. He was like an athletic director. He was behind all of it. He was writing bounce checks for everything. Then he said, for that month and a half, we all were sleeping on the floor. We had to go rob Kroger's, Walmart, because that's the only way we could eat. And now that's where it gets tremendously sad, like from a joke. Depressing. To, depressing. To depressing where, like, these dudes. And I think I saw a picture it might have been another article where it was like it literally looked like slop was fed to them, like stuff that people in prisons probably they probably eat better than that. And that's that's mm. where it comes back to like how how is he get how has he gotten away with this for so long? How has and, at least not one person's parent like him this dude up like, hey man, like what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. Like and man, is he not like a, he, is he not is he still a free man like you and I right now? Like. I don't know. I don't like I know the that the FBI, I think the governor the governor of Ohio I think is open or opening some sort of uh investigation about it. I'm like man y'all are about a year too late, bro. Like yeah. there's no way. There's no way. Ain't no way, boy. Ain't yeah. no way, boy. I think I saw a tweet uh 
about the uh somebody said something like oh the FBI game uh, FBI on the couch the uh the meme with uh Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> Leonardo boy. DiCaprio yeah he's like that's him that's the coach we've been looking for for years coaching on ESPN <laughs> but man uh yeah there is so much more to this story, y'all. If you haven't heard about it already, I'm sure you could just do a quick Google search. Look it on Twitter because there is stuff that goes back um, a few years about the time when yeah, Bishop Sycamore man. was called COF and a lot of uh, a lot of the same stuff that's happening now happened years ago. And so go check out that story if you can. Bishop Sycamore, crazy story that will one day, what? you know, most likely be a 30 for 30. One one last thing about my, my final remarks about this uh, conversation, if you will. So today at work, today is a Wednesday, right? Uh, just a few days after this whole thing hit the fan. Um, my boss, uh, Susie, she's a huge football fan. Um, Texas Longhorn, obviously a hopeless cowboy fan as well. Um, of course, one of my other co uh, my other coworkers, Susan, she's not so much a huge football fan. She's a LSU graduate. She watches football. Maybe once every blue moon, when LSU went to the Natty, you know, a few years back, she was all over that. She was watching football all the time. So essentially, I one person with a lot of football knowledge and another coworker with not so much. This was the topic of discussion for about 20 minutes today, Bishop Sycamore. And it's just amazing to me. Just, I mean, all jokes aside, just how football can unite us, even if it's not, even if it's not real football, if it's fraudulent football, it's, it's insane how this sport essentially can bring us all together. Um, I said all that to say this. Damn. <laughs> I mean, what more can you say? Like, it's just one of those crazy, like, you know, there's all, well, there's, I feel like there's always a time during the year, like maybe once or twice a year where we get those stories that come out that are just out of this world and this this is probably oh, the top story like uh, 2021 uh, by far for sports. a high school graduate going to a small town high school and saying like hey i'm a transfer i'm displaced yeah. because of a you know hurricane or something and they enroll him in school and it turns out he's like this basketball phenom and then it yeah. turns out that you know a few tournaments later somebody's like wait a minute that guy graduated from so-and-so about <laughs> three years ago it's like no nah, he just came here from hurricane so-and-so his name is isaac and yeah. then boom. Isaac, 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Say I'm or, a sophomore. Bro, you remember there was a story, <laughs> a, you, a story a few years ago where the dude had like a fake uh announcement of committing commitment announcement where he like he nobody had, knew like a California, nobody knew. Right. He had a California yeah, hat like, and a stamp or a Stanford, something like that. And like he was like a zero star rating, and you know, nobody had ever heard of this dude. It's like one of those stories. But this story yeah. is by far the this top. Was, Craziest story of Impre 2021. Impressive in terms of swindling and doing all that hard work for it to come down crumbling like that. So, yeah. Some yeah, ideas man. should just stay ideas, guys. Yeah. So, Dane, uh, we finally finished uh, the preseason. NFL yeah, preseason man. is finally complete. My Broncos went 3 0. <laughs> means nothing. But. Thank we you. did get some, <laughs> you know, after the, the, final, <laughs> the final preseason games ended, you know, that the week after the preseason games is always cut week. We always see some surprise yeah, cuts. Probably the biggest cut that we saw this week was Cam Newton being released by the New England Patriots. What was, your, what was your first thoughts on that, man? First, I thought it was a um, 
because you sent me the text that you know from was it from uh, Adam? Was it from Adam, my boy Adam? Yeah. You sent me the text that like, oh man, Deontay done got got by somebody, somebody, one of these troll <laughs> tweeters with the 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 fake Adam Scheffner and got I, on. I've been, I, I'm pretty good about. I always make sure the the verification is there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I had to stop doing that because yeah. I was taking advantage of that, sending that to people, you know, giving their hopes up. Like, if I know somebody that's a certain fan of a team, I send them the fake screenshot. And they am like, oh, man, this is crazy. I'm so excited. And I'm like, all right, bro, I'm so sorry. Like, two days later, that was just a joke. <laughs> I don't know if you know it or not. <laughs> like, I've done that so many times. Anyway, when I said that, I was like, ain't no way that's real. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, boy. But it was real. So I was like, hmm. Maybe not starting material for the Patriots. But possibly right. backup material for a certain Cowboys team. So mm-hmm. I'm open to the idea. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that ain't going to happen. For one, uh, Jerry Jones, and as much as he loves the cameras, uh, the attention, that man has been dead serious about his players being vaccinated. Like mm-hmm. that fool has been, uh, I did not, in the turn that none of us seen coming. Like, that boy right. was provac like he and obviously you know it might just have something to do with the green the the, the dollar dollar bill he, said he could care less about the health of his players that's what some people could say but at the end of the day uh you can't say you can't say the man isn't doing his part so my first thing my first thought was like well he's not Cam's not vaccinated so he probably won't even that probably not going to happen because the situation on God forbid let's say he does sign with the team and of course quarterbacks are quarterbacks are close knit. More than any other position group, they're close knit, always hanging out with each other, sitting next to each other in QB rooms, stuff like that. Even if, based on these protocols that we have for this year, even if you don't test positive for COVID nineteen, some organizations will put you on the COVID reserve list because you for contact tracing. And in this sense, he's not only going to be affected or responsible for infecting or possibly coming in contact with Dak, but other people on the team. So who's to say that he's unvaccinated, doesn't have COVID, comes into contact with somebody who does, and just yeah. by the process of hey, we're gonna protect our roster, all sixteen of y'all boys gotta be on the on the list. So right. I don't think they'll take that risk. Obviously, it would be pretty and, cool. Um, and y'all signed but, Will Greer today at quarterback. Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, okay. <laughs> interesting. That, but... <laughs> all right, what's the Russell Westbrook? <laughs> well, that's pretty interesting. Um uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah man so, yeah uh for from for cam being cut i think cam. i think i think it was inevitable because i mean the we know mac jones was drafted as a first round quarterback for the patriots we know that you you draft the first round quarterback to be the franchise quarterback right and so i think at this point we we knew cam wasn't the future of the, of the patriots we can agree on that right clearly yeah, we can agree okay. on that. But we're not we're not about to sit but here and act like I, Matt I, Jones is the second coming of Tom Brady. No, that if we talk, I ain't saying you said. No, I'm playing. I'm playing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, May I? I mean, for them to draft him in the first round, the Patriots have him obviously very very high, and I think they decided to take the route where, hey, we drafted this guy in the first round. Hey. He mm-hmm. competed very well against Cam Newton. We might even feel like he beat Cam Newton. So we're going to start in week one. Like, why not? We're giving him the keys to the franchise. Let's roll, you know. And so, you know, Cam, 
I think he would have been a team player about being, you know, the second string. But at the same time, yeah. we're the talking risk. about Cam Newton here. We're talking about a former Cam. MVP. We're talking about a guy that, you know, went on to a, led the Panthers to a Super Bowl. But I think a guy of that magnitude can't be um, – he can't sit – like, he He's can, alpha. but I don't – yeah, it, it, it wouldn't dog. set the right tone for the team for him to be second string for the Patriots. Yeah. I think – Whatever Bill Belichick might say and whatever any other team might say this year regarding if a player is on the brink of getting cut and his vaccination status is definitely going to come into question. Definitely because all the rules that the NFL has put in place at this point, as far as, you know, the different regulations, protocols and that nature, of Uh course, him being or whatever stance he has about not getting vaccinated is going to come into play, whether a player, coach, staff member says it is or not, because it's just that big of a deal right now it's with just, everything it's just the nature they have put of the in place. Beast. Yeah. It's the nature so, of the beast. I don't know, bro. Like, as far as I was trying to see a team that he could go to, you had mentioned to me in a text about Washington, but working, Ron Rivera working. has been so adamant about getting his players vaccinated because at one point the Washington football team was so far down, you know, in the vaccination numbers that, you know, they he had to say something about it. Go ahead, bro. Pick me, pick me, pick me. You, sir, in the back. Uh, yes, Deontay. Uh, Dane Busy from the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. Can you ask a uh, – just – Answer me one question. What team did uh, Ron Rivera used to coach for I, by chance? I yes, I know, I know. He coached for the Panthers. Him and uh, oh! Cam Newton was together. Oh! I understand that. I understand oh! that. I don't think that's. I, I think that you don't think in this case it doesn't it. matter because, like I'm saying, bro, this. Like Ron Rivera has been one of the main coaches, like in the news as far as getting health uh, professionals to come and talk to his players that were unsure about getting vaccinated. Like he's been so, I mean, because you know he's a cancer survivor, so he is on the front line about how important this vaccination is. And so I, if Cam, like I don't know where he stands. I don't think anybody knows where Cam stands about getting vaccinated now that he's been cut and like now that it's such a big thing possibly. But until he, I mean, I don't know, bro. I just think it's going to be tough for him to land in a spot right now. Um, I just don't see it. I mean, I I mean, it could happen. I just can't see it in my mind right now. Like as we're recording, he probably gets signed, but (laughs) I just can't see it. (laughs) <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, I'm rooting for Cam. Uh, hopefully he finds employment somewhere. Um, but I, I won't hold my breath in, if, in the case that it doesn't happen. But we know the NFL is a very strange place. If yeah. anybody gets signed, it's probably going to be after or anybody of that magnitude is going to be signed. It's probably going to be after week one or week two. Um, yeah. And it'll probably be <laughs> before the veteran minimum. So <laughs> there's always that. But hopefully yeah. Cam, Mr. Superman himself. Ah. Man's on his feet somewhere successfully. Yep. So hopefully so. Back hopefully to you, so. Deontay. Yes, sir. And now it's time for <laughs> Shout out to Keith. <laughs> <laughs> 
our nerdy news segment brought to you by Keith. Thank you for the music, Keith. Um, Keith. Episodes three and four. That we could talk about episodes three and four now that we're recording on Wednesday, Dane. Episode four drop. I hope. I wonder. Hey, if you can tell Dane where, or you can tell me and Dane where that's from, we will do something <laughs> special for you. I don't know what it is. You got to tell us where that's 15, from. Fifteen dollars. We will cash up you fifteen dollars. Oh, okay. Oh, fifteen dollars. Okay, you said it. Fifteen dollars. If you can tell us where that from, Dane, you want? Can you can you repeat it or they just got to listen? Nope. They can nope. they can rewind. Look, they can rewind. They have to, no, they have to either rewind or have to watch the whole thing all over again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so get, get these views up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fifteen dollars though. No cap. No cap. No cap. Uh, okay, episodes three and four of What If Man. Episode three, I'll talk about a little bit first. Was very, very interesting to see kind of talks like about it. or yeah, it you know, we have it goes back to the beginning of the MCU as far as Iron Man two when he mm-hmm. had that, you know, his he was turning into a little gremlin in his neck. And they gave him a little <laughs> antidote. That was just a but, little heat rash, man. Yeah, yeah. Black Widow getting a little antidote. But, you know, in our regular MCU, he, you know, was healing him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so in, in this the one, he dies fix. from this. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, did basically he die episode from three. Spoiler alert. He died. Did he die from the dope? He, did he die from the dope? Or was he killed from it? We, you know what I mean. Oh. He was killed by this, by something. We don't know. When we're watching it, we don't know what it is. So basically, all the Avengers that were a part of the Avengers initiative. So while Nick Fury is trying to get the team together to be the Avengers, somebody is killing them off one by one. Mm -hmm. And we later find out it's Hank Pym dressed up as Yellow Jacket. And uh, he is upset that Janet Van Dyme, his daughter, died. Okay, go ahead, Dane. Well, actually, Hank Pym, he was the Yellow Jacket in one of the series runs back in the anime back in the day. So if you want to be technical, he wasn't dressed up as the Yellow Jacket. Hank Pym <laughs> is and was the Yellow Jacket. Was well, it correct back if I say he's other. dressed up in a Yellow Jacket suit? How about that? We'll, we'll go Get away with that. With that one. Look, your, your okay. nerdy card is up for further review. It's pending. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i know episode three somebody's killing off the avengers we find out later is hank pym um mm-hmm. and with the help of loki uh nick fury helps defeat hank pym and then we also kind of get a glimpse of what might be future Avengers and at the end, he's kind of trying to figure out who should be the next Avengers. And we've already seen glimpses of Captain Carter in episode one, T'Challa as Star-Lord in episode two. So this kind of gives the kind of uh, tease that he might go try to find them. Um, and then episode four, which just dropped today was incredible. And yeah. I think episode two on the strength of T'Challa really made that my favorite, bro. I still, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still going to give it some time to kind of figure out if I like episode four more than two, gotta but let, I love episode marinate. four. Gotta let, it gotta let it marinate a little bit, but episode four is the Doctor Strange episode where he kind of, you know, fights against himself and a whole nother yeah. version of himself mm-hmm. because he's trying to go mm-hmm. back in time and save Christine who died in this timeline. And I'll let you talk because I've talked enough about it. What do you think of the episode? I thought they were dope. 
the concept, my favorite concept so far has been episode three with Nick Fury doing what Nick Fury does best. And that's one, being resourceful, two, always having a trick up his sleeve. Um, There was no one like we know how smart he is, his intelligence. Right. Just just with him being, of course, the, the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and, and the way that he moved in the MCU, sort of in the shadows. So seeing an episode that was primarily based on from his point of view was pretty cool just to see uh, how he put it all together. And now come to think of it, the Avengers initiative was something that was put together years in advance. So he's seeing his team, the the tryouts, if you will, seeing that roster being ripped to shreds in real time. And in addition to that, he's as he's going along in the story, he's this the wheel, the hamster wheel in his head is already turning because boom, he's already without even trying, he's already recruited Loki. So but you think Loki's going to be an Avenger? Well, well, no, the way that he recruited him to gotcha. essentially gotcha. help him kill Yellow Jack, and then of course it backfired with Loki becoming the leader of the free world. So we think, mm-hmm. President Loki. But, yeah, I think I think we have more. I think there might be more to it, but I would love to see where that team leads. If this if this and if this is in fact another version of the Avengers Initiative, so I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, episode four, I love Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is probably one of my most not my most. It is for me at least uh, one of the most interesting characters in terms of the limitations that or the. I get what's the unlimitations? No, that's not a word. Eh. Talking about how his power set is so high. Yeah, with his, his his not only the his abilities are just so they're everywhere, right? In terms of what mm-hmm. he's capable of doing because of the, the the concept of him learning and just him being able to use spells and just different variations of uh wittiness that he's learned over the years of the course of his study, or centuries for that matter. Wink wink. Um but <laughs> the story itself, I was like, okay, how's this? How's this going to be? How's there going to be a villain? And then, of course, when we we get to the the spin, if you will, the twist, if you will, that he actually was the villain. Like he himself was a villain. Like when uh, the the ancient one, she did her little thing, hit, hit him with the spell, and split him into two. Right. Like that was dope. Like the way that they built that up, it would have been nice. No, nah, I'm not gonna change that. I'm not gonna change that. I was gonna say it would have been nice if we got that in two separate episodes, like. We got all this all the way up to, you know, him essentially not realizing that him becoming self-aware. If that was a whole different episode, that would have been cool. But I like the way the pacing of it, the whole absorbing, you know, the the enchanted monsters. It's very dark, man. A little creepy, a little creepy. But I like it because uh, if the reports are right, this new movie, The Multiverse of Madness, Wait, is it the madness of multiverse? Or multiverse of madness. What are the two? Multiverse of madness. Some with madness. Oh, some with multiverse. <laughs> some with madness. If it's gonna, <laughs> if the reports are true, <laughs> if the reports are true, it's really gonna be essentially a horror flick. So, in that, the transformation that he, you know, took upon with all them little mythical creatures getting absorbed in his body paws, that's yeah. stuff out of a horror story. So, I don't know. I like the direction. I. Uh, I have no idea how that's going to unfold in terms of what that's going to be like, because it seems like that that would be the end of that particular universe because of the way that it mm-hmm. ends. So, right. I don't know. Dude. And I, don't, I know we had a lot of talk about when this episode or when this series started, like how it was going to mm-hmm. connect to the MCU or, you know, how 
because you know there's always that connective tissue and right. i think this was our first maybe kind of glimpse at it because if we go back to what we talked about last week or it, it dropped after we had recorded which was the spider-man no way home trailer like we know my- shelly we know yeah. <laughs> Tap my own back because I look all hell the great Negro Namas. Okay, so yeah, the Spider Man No Way Home trailer dropped, and in that trailer we see Doctor Strange not not reluctantly. So we help, or so we assume it's Doctor Strange exactly doing this spell to help Peter, you know, clear his name and help people forget that you know he's not Spider Man, and so. This could b- kind of be a clue to is this that Doctor Strange that we see at the end uh, of episode four of What If that is remember Peter re- careful yeah what you this wish guy for. we we don't know but maybe that's kind of a clue to you know why Doctor Strange is acting so weird it might not be Mephisto it might be an evil version of Doctor Strange so we got to wait and see be nightmare yeah yeah man um but yeah episode four in general visually was. Fantastic. It, it reminded me like the part where he was absorbing all those animals and creatures or whatever. It felt mm-hmm. like one of those early 90s Disney cartoons that, mm. you know, just had like the different animations and different um, things that were going on. Like, I guess right. it just threw me back to like in elementary school. We used to watch videos like for uh free time and it would just be like Mixed weird Disney and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was just full of animation which was a good thing like it was great to see and obviously um the the twist it takes at the end with Evil Strange beating um the regular Strange was kind of different. Definitely wasn't expecting that um and there's still five more episodes of this series to go, man. It's interesting kind of see where they're going to Yeah. It's kind of interesting to see or try to figure out where they're going to go next. I know eventually, well, from the trailer footage, you know how Marvel could be about trailers, but I think we're going to get some kind of team up with, you know, the characters we've met so far becoming the, you know, this version of the Avengers. Mm -hmm. We got uh, T'Challa coming back in three episodes, Chadwick Boseman. Um, So we know it's going to be interesting to kind of see how they pull it all together and what, parts are going to be a part of the mcu as a whole so hmm. yeah hmm. couldn't have said it better myself my friend yeah man couldn't have said yeah it better bro. myself yeah hmm. but uh episode 59 we are going to get out of here but before we do dane college oh. football is back football is back september is here and yes, we are going to qu- give our quick, quick predictions on the final four, the playoff that we think is going to happen in college football this year. Uh, do you want to just go four, four, one, one? How do you want to do this? I'll go four. I'll, I'll go first, my boy. I got you. Okay. I got you. Shoot. Uh, Alabama. Clemson. Oklahoma. And last but certainly not least. The Ohio State. Raise your hand if you're surprised that Dane said Ohio State. <laughs> Dane, I, mean, I have. Yeah, go ahead. I'm just I'm just being a realist here, you know. I'm <laughs> living, I'm living in reality, you know. I'm just I'm just I'm just putting it out there. 
What you got, Deontay? So I, I, wow, I, I'm me. going. I'm going to surprise you. I have three of those four teams that you have. Oh, I know what team you left out. <laughs> I have. I have Alabama. I have North Carolina winning the ACC Ooh. over Clemson. Oh, oh, oh. I think Sam Howe is going to surprise some people. He's going to be a dark, not even a dark horse, but I think he'll win the Heisman. He's not really a dark horse at this point. I think he wins the Heisman this year. Um, and then I have Oklahoma, Ohio State. So I have Bama, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Um, I like, I think, I yeah, I think North Carolina is just going to be a very, very, Fun team to watch this year with uh, Mac Brown, kind of having one of those Cinderella stories like he had at UT. Okay, if I could push back, if I will, go ahead. Just a little homework. Go ahead and look at that uh, Clemson defensive line. Whenever you get a chance, okay. If you're if you're if you're a drafting man, if you're looking to build your defense, specifically that defensive line, look at that Clemson front seven, specifically those. Edge rushers and those interior guys. And you get back to me about how you can get back to me if what you think about UNC <laughs> winning that conference. Cause yeah. that's that's scary. And I'm not saying that to, to you know shut you down or anything like that, but normally I'm specifically impressed with the edge rushers, the consistency elite, at least. Mm-hmm. The consistency of edge rushers and interior linemen that we have from Alabama. They're like a farm. But right. it's really hard to not see some of those guys, including a freshman from last year that started a number of games had like 20, 20 or so tackle or 20 or so tackles from the interior of the defensive line, uh, like three or four tackles for loss. I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to let you look him up, but you're going to know exactly who is when you look him up, look at that Clemson front front seven, specifically those rushers on the D line. I would do that as, as, as general homeboy. Oh, let me get a general homeboy drop. It's been too long. It's time. time. General Homeboy homeboy right there for you guys. And we are going to close that out on episode 59 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. 59. 59. Who's the superlative, man? Who's the superlative? I don't know. Who's number 59? I don't know. Who's 59 for the Bears? Uh, I don't know any number 59s. Like, well, like, top players. Anyway. Sports podcast? Sports podcast? And we're a sports podcast. Episode 59 of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. Make Make sure to give us five stars on Apple. A great review. Like this on YouTube as well. Subscribe if you haven't already. And we will be back for episode 6-0 of the Duo Sports Stuff Podcast. We out!